0: ASN Kidney News Podcast, July 2009. The focus of this month's podcast is Nephrology Fellowship. Editor-in-Chief Pascal Lane, M.D., interviews Stephen Darrow, M.D., who is beginning a four-year combined medicine pediatric joint nephrology fellowship at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Darrow discusses resident choices for nephrology fellowships, factors that may prevent residents from pursuing nephrology training, and his own quest for dual fellowship in pediatric and adult nephrology. You can also read Dr. Darrow's article, Choosing Nephrology, The View from Fellows, on page 16 of the July 2009 edition of ASN Kidney News.
1: This is Pascal Lane, and today I'm speaking with Stephen Darrow. He is currently a chief resident in pediatrics at the Combined Residency Of the University of Nebraska Medical Center, Creighton Medical Center, and Children's Hospital and Medical Center of Omaha. This summer, he will start pursuing his fellowship in nephrology. So, the first thing I'd like to know, Steve, is what got you interested in nephrology?
2: Well, thank you very much, Dr. Link, for asking me to be here today. I am kind of unique in the sense of my timeline for. Uh, sparking that interest in the field of nephrology in the sense that it wasn't until the latter part of my intern year that I started considering entering the nephrology profession. And I think it was just due to good mentoring that I had from my chief resident and from other nephrology faculty members that really introduced me to this great world. I was talking to my chief resident about my career goals, wanting to uh, have a field that Uh, practices, a combination of inpatient and critical care, as well as outpatient, developing a long-term rapport with the patients over several years, essentially becoming their primary care doctor, and then having a field that has procedures involved, as well as a complex interaction with many other organ systems, to continue my intellectual thirst for variety. So when I talked to my chief resident, she said, consider nephrology, and I, looking back, I had thought about all the smart faculty members I'd had in medical school and the very intelligent professors of medicine and pediatrics uh, during residency, and it just really sealed the deal when I then explored going to a nephrology conference, the ASN Renal Week, uh, during my second year.
1: So you attended Renal Week in 2005?
2: I did. It was a really exciting opportunity because a nephrologist came to my residency program in Omaha and actually talked about renal week. And then when I spoke with my nephrology faculty members, they actually encouraged me to attend this session even though I wasn't a nephrologist and didn't have any research to present at that point. They thought it would be a good exposure to see what the field of nephrology was all about. And they were absolutely right. It was a great week where I saw so many different research topics that I never even considered nephrologists to be considering and had a chance of interacting with many fellowship program directors. And that's where they introduced me to the world of having a combined internal medicine pediatric nephrology fellowship as being possible to consider.
1: So were there some special challenges in getting the double fellowship
2: Absolutely. The key thing, if anyone decides to follow my footsteps and pursue this, is to start early in coordinating the two different divisions of the same university. I think that's the biggest challenge is trying to get both divisions on board in terms of funding. I think Faculty across the nation are very inspired by this new field where you can bridge the gap between kids with chronic kidney disease going into adulthood and not have to worry about noncompliance when they transition to a whole new clinic setting. But the funding is difficult to coordinate on a short-term notice. So with lots of advanced planning, you can coordinate things. And now that both are entering a match, hopefully things will be a little bit easier to Uh, coordinate between the two different divisions.
1: So you mentioned that both adult and pediatric nephrology now have matches. Adult nephrology just had its first match, and the pediatric nephrology fellowships will be decided by a match in 2010. Uh, How do you think having a match will alter the fellowship processes?
2: Yeah. Well, I was the first person to, I was uh, the first applicant cycle to apply for the adult nephrology match, so there was a lot of unknown facts going on about the match, and there were a lot of concerns. Uh, The adult nephrologists were concerned that uh, not everyone would be playing by the rules. They had no idea how many people, applicants to interview, because they didn't want to have to be scrambling, and so... Coming from out of residency, I at least was very familiar with the process, having gone through it from med school into residency, and so entering this into fellowship was no big deal. But reading up and talking to other fellowship directors after the match, there seems to be a great sense of success. They really like this idea that they're able to find the best candidates, the best fit for their program, because in the ped side, when I was interviewing at the time, they didn't have a match, and there was this rush to grab the first applicant that they liked and the applicant liked that university, but it may not have been the best fit down the road because they may not have had the same research interests. And so by entering this match, it actually provides a whole advantage that the applicant and the fellowship directors can try to find the best fit for that process of entering fellowship.
1: So you think this may make the process a little more... Relaxed, where you don't feel like you have to grab the first position you're offered.
2: Yeah, I definitely hope so, and I'm really excited that PEDS nephrology is following suit with the match because uh, experiencing both cycles from both ends, I was on a five-month track for the adult nephrology fellowships where I could take my time, schedule interviews spaced out so it wouldn't be too detrimental for my schedule, from residency to be missing so much time, and just spaced out over five months, it allowed me to get a very good depth of what nephrology training programs were out there. On the ped side, however, they were very interested in filling their spots due to having grant funding, providing these positions, and they wanted to make sure that all of them went filled. And so. Their application cycle started in January, and rather than going till May, like the adult side, they wanted to have everything wrapped up by March. So to condense all your interviews over three months, two or three months, and have to miss all those interview dates from residency, it really puts a big strain on both the applicant as well as the whole fellowship program, where the coordinator is having to take so much time out of her schedule to coordinate interview dates and line up faculty interviews. And so by spreading it out, it makes it a little bit easier, a little less stressful on both parties. And then there's time for more communication between the applicant and the fellowship program to ensure that uh, they have the best fit for each other. And so I'm just excited. I think hopefully if anyone wants to pursue a combined fellowship program, hopefully they'll be able to logistically work out on the match, the two programs jointly, so that that was almost like a couples match does from entering med school to residency. One thing I did, however, was something a little bit different, where I entered the PEDS nephrology program or fellowship program, agreed to enter that on year one, and then the corresponding adult nephrology program agreed to hold a spot outside of the match year, in year four down the road when i finished the peds training so that was a way of working around the logistics of one side having a match and the other side not having a match
1: well you mentioned earlier in our talk that you came to your decision to go into nephrology relatively late compared to others and in uh, the july issue of kidney news Uh, You present a discussion that you've had with others who are pursuing nephrology training and some who considered it and decided not to. When do you feel that most potential nephrologists decide to go that
2: route? Well, it was very interesting because I thought most people decide what career field to enter after residency during a residency like I did. But actually, a lot of people that decide to enter fellowship start making those decisions during the early medical school years. So I encourage everyone out there to inspire those med students. Uh, giving those lectures really have a great impact during those first and second year of medical school where the students are sitting through physio- renal physiology lectures or through renal pathophysiology lectures during their second year. That's where they start to be made aware of the renal world and appreciate the high function of the kidney. Uh, When I was talking to a lot of the uh, future fellows or current fellows they all seemed to really appreciate the fact that the kidney's intricacies with all of the other different organ involvement from acid-base disorders to electrolyte abnormalities to the mystery behind clinical problem solving of acute renal failure, they all seemed to enjoy these intellectual challenges that were posed upon them in medical school, either in small group discussion or upon patient interaction as a third or fourth year. And then, what they tend to do is during their third or fourth year is decide whether they want to enter the fields of PEDS or internal medicine as they're doing their clerkships. But they seem to know if they choose one route that they're going to be pursuing nephrology beyond that.
1: Were there any barriers that you identified that may keep residents from pursuing fellowships?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a few barriers. One is time, uh, first of all. So some of the applicants that – had considered a different fellowship program initially and then switched to nephrology felt a little bit difficult with the rush timeline to get electives into their rotations to explore that field to get a good letter of recommendation in order to meet on that timeline. Because in order to not have any gap in training for graduate medical education from end of residency to beginning of fellowship, an applicant needs to start applying during their second year of their categorical medicine or categorical pediatric training. Or if they're a med-peds, like I was, fortunately they have one extra year and need to start applying during their third year. So that was one barrier was uh, there was some initial concern saying, oh, I'm waiting too late in my uh, fellowship uh, application process to apply. And so some people actually considered doing a chief year or becoming a hospitalist for that one year So that was one initial barrier. Other people found that scheduling a nephrology elective during their intern year was somewhat difficult in their residency program. Now, fortunately, people were exposed to the world of nephrology through other fields, such as a general medicine or general peds month or a night float month. And so that, too, captured people into our future profession. But the key barrier that I noticed was a gender uh, difference between applicants where men versus women had different barriers um, in deciding whether to enter the career field, and that was family for the most part. They, uh, the men didn't seem to have um, as much concern about um, having family and balancing that with fellowship life, um, even ones who had spouses who were professionals themselves still seem to have the end goal of being a nephrologist as at the forefront of their mind. Whereas the women that I interviewed, they seem to have in concern a balance between can they handle the duty hours of fellowship versus balancing family life? And women had different approaches to solving this balance. Some decided to take a few years off. In between residency and fellowship so that their kids could get older and start entering school and not have to worry about daycare issues during the daytime as much. Others satisfied this love by not pursuing the nephrology fellowship, but yet trying to solve any nephrology dilemma in their primary care practice without needing to refer to a consultant as often as another person would. But these differences I found mostly with Women who graduated earlier in this decade, the ones that graduated before the duty hour restrictions were implemented in 2003, 2004, the ones who graduated afterwards seem to not be as concerned about the balance between family and fellowship and rather know that it's doable and want to pursue that love Right out of residency, so it was interesting to see how over the decade the culture has evolved, so that hopefully more women are now entering the nephrology fellowship program too.
1: Can you tell me if debt from medical school was an issue that kept any residents from pursuing fellowships in your experience?
2: Yeah, when some uh, some resident applicants who did have a lot of debt accrued from undergrad medical school and then Uh, entering residency with a heavy debt burden, did pursue a primary care field or did decide to pursue a primary care field straight out of residency just because they felt that delaying those loans for several more years, two, three more years, depending on which fellowship they pursued, would be a potential barrier as well. It didn't seem to affect a lot of people, though. It seemed to be a, a minority of the people I interviewed, maybe about 25%. So that is encouraging that people are seeing beyond this and realizing that for 30, 40 years, they're going to be doing a profession that they love, and a few extra years of living the lifestyle of a house staff is worth the end goal of becoming a nephrologist. It did sway a few people, both the gender family barrier and the debt barrier, where one of our medpeeds applicants decided to pursue a a Medicine Nephrology Fellowship as opposed to a Peds Nephrology Fellowship just because it was one less year. And so then she'd be able to start earning an attending-level income that much sooner as well as be with her family that much sooner.
1: Well, I would like to thank you for speaking with me this morning. We're all looking forward to reading the article in the July issue of Kidney News where you discuss these issues with other residents and fellows. And once again, thank you very much, and good luck with your fellowships.
2: Well, thank you very much, Dr. Lane. It was great talking with you today.
0: ASN Kidney News is mailed every other month to members of the American Society of Nephrology. ASN Kidney News can also be downloaded from the ASN website in PDF format. To subscribe to ASN Publications, visit the ASN website at www.asn-online.org and become a member of the Society. Founded in 1966, ASN is the world's largest professional society devoted to the study of kidney disease. Comprised of 11,000 physicians and scientists, ASN continues to promote expert patient care, to advance medical research, and to educate the renal community. ASN also informs policymakers about issues of importance to kidney doctors and their patients. ASN funds research, and through its world-renowned meetings and first-class publications, disseminates information and educational tools that empower physicians. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.